All right, and we're going out to Milwaukee. The Games and Grub podcast. Hey, well, what do we call this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grubs? Games and Grubs. So, Games and Grubs. All right. Games and Grubs. Best podcast on the planet. How are we doing? Thanks for supporting the Games and Grub. Shout out Games and Grub Radio. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. Welcome yeah. to Games and Grub. I appreciate your patience tonight. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. Fun nowadays is, you know best to keep quiet but uh sometimes you just gotta let it out young angel and young lion you know what it is uh love i'm the property of october i ain't drive here i got chauffeur Bring me all right zach i know we say this pretty much every show that we do now these days it seems like but this might be the biggest show we'll do huge Huge. Welcome, Aiden. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. Another sunny day, Saturday, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. What boy, a weekend. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. What We have a big show coming for you. It's a big Marquette weekend for obvious reasons in the sports landscape and just in life. It's nice weather, so you got the juices flowing all around campus. Hello, March. Hello, March. Obviously... Our Golden Eagles are not playing, participating this weekend. The Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts are, and they beat Ohio State yesterday. We're taping this on Saturday morning, obviously. It's Games and Grub here with you on Marquette Radio. Call us up on the phones. We'll get to all your calls. 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. And on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. Had a lot of people volunteer they wanted to air their thoughts out about nfl free agency but no one got back to me about what went down yesterday it was it it was where we have to start steve wojciechowski relieved of his duties fired whatever way you want to put it the official announcement was there was a quote change in the leadership of the basketball program so We've gone through all the angles we've 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 tried to in the last, and this is we're not even twenty four hours into the announcement. It's hard yet. to decipher your feelings for it, Aiden. It really <laughs> you, is for me. It is for me. There's it is a lot too. Going on, and and it's it's mom's weekend on on campus for the both of us. We've got our moms visiting, and they got they got my instant reaction sitting at uh, Fairgrounds Milwaukee. Shout out Milwaukee Coffee, and you texted. My dad texted. Everybody on the face of my phone was blowing up all of a sudden, and Dad's text said "Wojo gone" with three exclamation points. I'm like, "What?" And it only took me, you know, less than 60 seconds to find out. And it's just, it's been a crazy 24 hours. And you know, we've tried to, like we said, get it from every angle. But I think both of us are on the same page. I'm glad we're on the same page about it. That it's hard to decipher and it's hard to have feelings about it right now because. As as our good friend Anthony Ball from uh, Twitter said, and and this made a lot of news, which I'm which I'm glad it did, that it was a sad day for a lot of people yesterday because of the family aspect of things and just the general program. We talked about the players earlier. Obviously, from a student slash fan perspective, for the most part, people think this move was, you know, overdue. Some some would argue, but 
you know, do you think it was the right time? Did you have any initial thoughts when it first went down? It, no more than two days ago. We have Brian joining us soon, uh, and he'll he'll be giving a, his two cents on this matter, which is a little different from from our from perspective. we got. And, um, and yeah, he'll, so he'll, a couple couple days ago though on campus there was a a bus going around or a poster board going around that had Fire Wojo lit up on the board that someone paid for to go around campus. Do you see it? Someone had, oh yeah, I did. I actually saw it in person. Some people saw it through Instagram. It yeah, blew so up I on saw social it media. Instagram. How much do you think one of those costs? And did it? Oh, I have no did idea. it help the university in their firing of of the head coach? I think it really it did. As, it spoke as joking, for a lot of people. As funny and hilarious as it was for a lot of kids, I think the university really did take a hard look after because that's that's a big step public scrutiny like how much however much money it costs it's a it's a good sum of cash yes so to be able to put money down and whoever did it i'm my guess it was a group of students but uh, just because of the nature of the graphics and it was and brian joins us right now in studio we'll get his thoughts on this in just a second but um real quick brian first question how are you doing well how are you guys second question did you see the truck driving around campus the last few days. I did not, but I'll see a little you. groggy this morning. <laughs> oh, it's got a little. I had a sucker on my way over. Yeah, with sucker the, uh, with the gum in the middle. Oh yeah, you mean lollipop? Do you like the ones with the gum in the middle or the chocolate in the middle? I like the ones with like the tootsie rolls in the middle. Yeah, yeah. real quick yeah. is real quick. Is this a Midwest thing that lollipops are suckers? Is that well, a lollipop is like the big one that you get from like a candy store. And then a sucker is like the little dum-dum or something that comes with a little ah, wrap like so that. This is a new one. I like this new one. Ones. Uh, anyway, okay. go ahead. Uh, Wojo getting fired. You got to listen to the students. We've been saying this for years. We watch the games more attentively than anybody. I disagree. I think there are some alumni that are quite engaged and have seen the, the destructiveness well, al- of alumni, the Wojo era, I alumni, guess. Student, alumni are just former students. Yeah. From a student, <laughs> from a student perspective, I'll say this. I think... There's only a small percentage of fans, and I think we'd be we'd be part of the group that watches games intently and and has a, obviously has a stake in how they do, but wants to analyze start of the X's and O's and the storylines. The greater student community goes to watch the game, and yeah, they have a hot dog at the game, and you know a hot they dog. appreciate or a or a beer or whatever cheese curds. Yeah, if they make it to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. After a, if it's a night game, you have a day of partying and merriment and all that fun stuff. But you want to get to, you know, the game and have fun. But but I understand and we understand as hosts on Market Radio and doing a sports show that, you know, not everyone's a huge sports fan around campus. And I think it it has the bandwagon effect. It's had the bandwagon effect for two plus years now of fire Wojo. Yeah, let's fire Wojo. Yeah. And and. It came to a peak with this truck that drove around campus. And I think as silly as the truck is, I think the university, you saw Cam Jones, who is a recruit who's coming in next year. Hopefully he doesn't you know, rescind his recruitment. He actually responded to one of the tweets of the truck driving around and said, all right, like you guys need to chill. Like this is, this is, and he's not even a student yet, which say, you know, is saying something. So I think the truck... As, as funny as it is, did make a statement to the athletic director, Bill Scholl, and just the overall leadership who decided these last few days to let Wojo go. I think it's, 
it's probably a small, small, small percentage of the final decision, but I think it did play a small part. Yeah, and I've been on I've been on radio saying that this wouldn't happen. We I think we discussed this. I've we, been telling you guys it no. needs to happen. Not not that it will or won't, but yeah. that it needed to. Okay. So and I I because I don't care about his contract. I don't care about that. The university wants to put out this image of excellence of storied of a high, basketball program. A, yeah, storied basketball 100%. program. Hundred percent. And it, part of that is. Is like if if Mike Shushevsky does the same thing he did this year at Duke for the next three years, he's not going to be at Duke anymore. Because people like that need to get results. Good programs need to give results every single year. And for the last seven years, our results have been very marginal. I think Mike Mike Shushevsky is probably an extreme example. He, he's okay. Yeah, he's he's bought himself more of a cushion. Yeah, give give a give a you know. But uh, if, but but if whatever, he doesn't make the tournament, you want if he answer. doesn't make the tournament for the next five years, three years, I mean, he's not going to be in there anymore I, either. It's it's a result business. He would probably he would probably retire at that yeah, point. I don't think Duke would end but, up firing Coach K. Um, but you give a you give a you know big name coach. Let's let's name for example, you know, give a give a storied program. Tom Izzo, um, Jay Wright. Jay uh, Wright. So, so Jay Wright, he's going to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame this year. Uh, if he misses, you know, three, four NCAA tournaments in a row, he's not a. He's not necessarily. He's probably Villanova's best coach that they've had. No, sorry, Raleigh Massimino, um, one of the best coaches they've had in their program. But Marquette is a storied program as you mentioned and this is actually we mentioned going through this trying to find all the angles of the story you mentioned the contract we'll get to that in a minute because i do want to address that but also the whole the the big phrase that bill shoal mentioned in the statement and i know we we talked about a lot just yesterday was the phrase storied program that was a big part of the press release from bill shoal and honest to god probably my biggest takeaway and thing that I learned, you always know, say you le- you learn something new every day. I know Zach's big into this, right? The biggest thing I learned yesterday, and and it's not even 24 hours past this announcement, is how high the expectations are for Marquette fans. And it why do you a, think it it's is? It's a cliche, but why why do, why do we think it is? I can give you a reason why? right now. Marquette is in the top 10 in NCAA basketball program spending. <clears throat> top 10 per, per player. Uh, entire program, entire Brian. Program. But entire let me, program. But let me ask you. But let me over fifth. All right, I got it right here at. I think fourteen they're million. I eighth, think they're eighth. eighth. Fifteen million. But real quick, I do you really think that and the no greater results. fan? Do you think that the greater greater fan population knows that stuff? And that's what matters, though. Think about it. it. It's answer a my question, though. Answer no, my no, question. No, no. What, what do you are, think that people actually know that stat? No, no, no they don't know that. But they, they don't. See, they but, see the basketball players walking around with their special meals. Yeah, to exactly. get yeah from. it's a greater. They see them walking around with their nice Jordans, which are very nice. See them walking around <laughs> with backpacks, parkas, and it's like the athletes get stuff, but the basketball players they really get stuff. They get to live in the mark. And guess what they don't things. do? I'm talking about fans. They though. don't Let's make and, the NCAA tournament, and they don't win. They, they and against Georgetown doesn't even look like they want to try. So you tell me. 64 teams make the NCAA tournament. We're top eight in spending in college basketball, and we and, can't even make be into the top 64 teams. Like there's a reason. It's a business, Aiden. Yeah. At the end of the day, college basketball and the NCAA and kids are starting to. To try to prove it to the NCAA, oh, believe but it is, me, I'm it's not, a business. Believe me, I'm not defending that he should have a job today. Believe me. And Marquette was underperforming. 
so the next the next phase is or let's get to the contract real quick because that's a big story that you hear around the campus and again deep marquette fans will realize that last season wojo got a four-year extension after the hausers left may we add and now after that first year he gets canned and the result of that is it's going to cost the university a lot of money to buy out that contract. And to find another coach and to build an entire new program. They're, the expenses add up with an already depleting university but, budget. But, exactly. But the image, the, if the image of the university gets gets tarnished so much by keeping on a basketball coach and basketball program that's not going to be committed to the excellence, that's a different type of value that you can't put a dollar number on. That if that gets tarnished, that could take decades to repair. It could take. Seems like it already has. Yeah. Didn't the the Housers left? And I mean, not that that's no, the bottom of the bottom, but that's not. It's not a great look on they, a. They on left a top because program. we weren't being competitive because we weren't playing basketball the way they thought it should be played. We were playing basketball through one player, and then this year, who knows what we were doing? I mean, you guys saw that Georgetown game. The guy, it didn't even look like the players wanted to shoot shots. Hundred percent, and I think you mentioned, or, or we're talking about the contract, and I think it's a great point that Brian mentioned, and it was a point that was brought up just at breakfast this morning, and this is the perfect segue into the next part of the story. The next coach, is there any thought to that? And I'm, you know, going after this right now because I think it's a great point. That would you see, you know. The one year plus the extension getting fired, do you think he actually got fired this year because they saw someone get fired around the coaching carousel and they have their eye on someone right now? And I believe your mom mentioned this at breakfast. She did. She did. I I don't know if I – I would love if that were the case. If they had someone in mind, Brian, wouldn't you like that? If they had someone in mind, they were like, all right, we're doing this because someone's in the market. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that's the case. That, that'd be nice. I think they were they were probably reviewing this season. They were probably looking at the way things were like ended Trending. up in the Big East tournament. Yep. And it's like, yeah, Georgetown was good. But they, they weren't unbeatable. They weren't, There's that. Hard, they weren't too good to be not even competitive against. There's the transfers. There's yeah the transfer students and I think that when you when you when a season ends and it doesn't end the way you want it it's obviously very hard on the players on the coaching staff on everybody in the organization it's weird it's kind of like a a dull moment but you have to go back you have to look at the season you have to review the tape you have to review interviews you have to you have to kind of go back over everything you did see what you like see what you didn't like. And I think that just took a couple weeks, two weeks or a week since our last game. And I think Bill Scholes and the rest of the athletic department was like, you know what, Wojo, we, we're not liking what we're seeing. We reviewed it. We looked at it. And I, there's no way they hadn't thought. I don't I don't know how we got the extension. Yeah, there's no so way there's they hadn't new, thought it prior. So real quick. There's not a chance that they hadn't discussed this in I mean, in and well, maybe the guys, years. maybe the, this class that came in with uh, – Dawson, DJ, Justin Lewis, and then we still had Kobe and Theo. I mean, on paper, this team should have been really good, and they weren't. So maybe maybe that's why they gave them the extension. Maybe they had all that confidence that this team was going to – that Wojo was the guy, but – He was hoping to ride a recruiting class into the season, and, and it didn't work out. Can I give you a quick – can I give you a quick report that's breaking this morning about it? Yes. So per Jeff Goodman of Stadium, who we really trust – Do in, I want to hear this? So 
according to Goodman, Wojo refused to shake up his staff to retain his job. So that's part of this angle. And again, it's all sources through Goodman and through, you know, Paint Touches reported that Goodman said this, that he refused to shake up the coaching staff in order to keep his job. And he wouldn't he wouldn't shake up the staff. It's it's obviously a great sense of loyalty to those guys that he's brought in. The Justin Ganeys, the Camaradas, the Jake Brazutis, the um the Daniel, you know, Manhavapils of the world. Sorry, I just botched your name. Um, it is a sense of loyalty, but it is kind of crazy to think about from your own career path perspective. You want to keep your job, you got to shake up some your staff, and That's you won't tough. do it. I think I think sometimes it's a deep sense of loyalty to those guys. If, if you have a bunch of guys that have been in those lower positions on your staff for a long time, and the players, and it, a, lot, a lot of the guys are very, they're a lot younger too. The players are close with those guys, and maybe they don't, they are not getting coached enough, and they're too good of friends. That that is a thing. Player coaches aren't always the the best choice, and obviously this is like player, just like coaching staff, not coaches, but but you got to have people that are going to be hard on the players. They're going to drop the iron fist, just be like, you're gonna you're gonna run. You hear that? You're listeners? just gonna run, run back and forth because we lost. You're gonna run, run, run seen miracle too many times lately oh so many times <laughs> again again you know what i think we've again. we've unraveled this this whole situation pretty well and we've kind of gone through each each part of it with the the contract the players the university the performance clearly underperformed and that that was the main key indicator of his firing well, I think we, I think we got a break. What future. do we think about? Yeah, what do you think about the future? Right? I don't I don't know who the coach is going to be. I don't even think that. I I think yeah, you can obviously go and try to guess who who it could be. But there's so many names out there. There's so many different ways we could. I mean, we I could got, we could hire an extremely successful high school basketball coach that's on the come up. <laughs> we could hire a, some person that got that got kind of spat out from the NBA a couple of years ago. We could hire a college coach. There's so many different. There's ways. a lot of names being yeah. thrown around. I actually have a good list of names that, you know, we we mentioned trying to take this from all angles. And I keep saying it because there were a lot of reporters on this yesterday that respected Marquette's program and reminded me as a student and as a fan how high the expectations are. And again, that was probably my biggest takeaway from the last 24 hours. And the candidates that you'll see being thrown around, I've gathered a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that I've seen around around the block, around the coaching carousel these days. So I'll go through, give you a little blurb about each one. First, we got to start with Archie Miller, who just got fired from Indiana. I used program there. He was a successful coach before at a school I'm forgetting the name of before he went to IU and uh, Dayton. Thank you. Dayton. And then IU was was pretty much a failure there. Four years did not do well, and that's that's one of the biggest jobs in college basketball. So he's still a respected guy. Um, the next guy who's been a fan favorite has been thrown around. His team won yesterday in the NCAA tournament. The Loyola Chicago Ramblers. Porter Moser. I'm sorry. Could you say that first little blurb about this guy again? <laughs> he he won an NCAA tournament game. His team won an NCAA tournament game. I like the look of this guy. <laughs> All right, so Let's Porter, so Porter Moser, you're gonna see Porter Moser's name in a lot of these coaching carousels Porter around, Moser. around. But you you mentioned 
NCAA tournament games. And Anonymous Eagle, our friends at, at Anonymous Eagle, were quick to point out to all the Porter Moser stands that he's only been to two NCAA tournaments in 17 years of coaching, which it does wave a little bit of a red flag, but at the same time, those are you rec- have so many those more are resources. Both here. both recent years, correct? Um, they made it like yes, two- this year and then twenty yeah, when they made on their the come final up, four run on the come up, so. and the resources here triple whatever. It, yeah, it, at Loyola, yeah. he stayed. He stayed there. He built a program. He's not obviously not in the conference with the resources, like Zach said. Oh, yep. Marquette, who knows what he could do? So Porter Moser, you see him. Put him on the list. Uh, some some long shots that Jeff Goodman mentioned in his recap video that I'll put down on this list, but I was really surprised to see Shaka Smart from Texas. Hell yeah, he's yes. got ties to Madison. Yes. He grew up in Madison, and Give he me was, Shaka Smart. Of course, he's a, he's a home run. And another guy on this list that I think is another long shot is Nate Oates from Alabama, who was the head coach at Buffalo. He just took this job at Alabama. Last year, I believe. So this is first year at Alabama. They're a two seed in the tournament right now. I don't see either of those guys moving spots. Shaka Smart and Nate Oates. Love those two guys. Nate Oates, I heard a great radio story this week about Nate Oates. Having a high school basketball coaching job. Brian just talked about having a good high school coach. He was a high school teacher and his high school basketball program had no money. And he was trying to raise money for the program. And he was running like a corner convenience store out of his classroom selling granola bars and juice to students as they would walk by and it worked he built up money he raised money for the school high school basketball program and started winning and so he's a hustler Ready. he got yeah. on hustler. that guy is the real deal so Nate Oates I, I I'll say uh, that I that I like Alabama in the tournament this year I won't say how far I have them going but they are a real threat, and Nate Oates is a really good coach. Richie McKay from Liberty. This team just lost to Oklahoma State yesterday in the tournament. They were a 13 seed this year in March Madness, but Richie McKay has got a great reputation around um, the college basketball landscape, um, so he's another guy to look forward to. Liberty, somewhat of a mid-major in down in, where's Liberty? South Carolina, North Carolina? I think it's North Carolina. Anyway, no making idea. myself look stupid. John Beeline from the University of Michigan and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So John Beeline was the coach at Michigan for forever, Made makes the NCAA tournament almost every year with the Wolverines, and then he takes the job with the Cavs last NBA season and doesn't even make it through his first year. The Athletic, Brian. We always talk about athletic articles. The Athletic came out They're with an on article. Top of they are about stuff. Marquette. About no, they came out with one on John Beeline yeah. possibly going to Minnesota. Yeah. And then they said or their headlines are killer because you don't have the subscription. <laughs> so clickbaity. It is, yeah. but it's perfect. It, it they works. Get, they it get works. to the inside of things. It works. So Minnesota's so the other big program that's looking for a coach right now. So IU, Marquette, Minnesota, and Indiana are. If I'm, I'm if, excuse me if I forget anyone, but and they're all in the Midwest, Midwest. ironically. Yeah. Big schools that are looking for coaches right now. How different do you think like the pitches to coaches than like the pitches to just like regular prospective students? Come to this. We have a Jesuit <laughs> tradition. We have <laughs> nice tight values. We're a family. I think they tell them just like basically well, I mean, the same things. I hate to mention it, but you mentioned the money thing. I mean, that's that's a huge pull for coaches to the the player budget. Anyway, yeah, they have a lot lot of wiggle room there. So, last three names on this list are potential dark horses, but there's a guy I like here at the end. So, first, Craig Smith from Utah State, 
and Dennis Gates from Cleveland State. You'll see a lot of these names thrown around as well from potential mid-majors. I'm saving the best for last year, but Craig Smith and Dennis Gates are both up-and-coming guys. Utah, Craig Smith hasn't been at Utah State for many years, but they're in the tournament this year, and we have a great story coming up later in the show about a Utah State player who chose a number for a specific sports and food type of reason. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. But just real quick, Dennis Gates from Cleveland State, they are in the tournament this year as well. Um, as a 15 seed, they lost to Houston last night. And the last name that really caught my eye, just from a personal perspective standpoint, whatever you want to call it, is Pat Kelsey from Winthrop. And the Winthrop Eagles are in... The tournament this year is a 12 seed. They just lost to Villanova, gave him a game. Uh, we watched that game, watched the end of the second half of that game last night, Zach. And he's got he's got uh, Big East roots in Xavier. Pat Kelsey, he I believe he went to Xavier. Yeah, yeah thank you. So yeah, I'm seeing a picture. Of him so right Pat now. Kelsey, he's got Winthrop. They were wearing golf shirts on the sideline last night, and you can see he's buffed up. He's got a couple bicep tats. You got to get a buff coach. I like coach. this guy. You I like this guy. I'm telling coach. you. And and the greatest part Winthrop? about it, the greatest part about it for me is that, you know, uh, just from my own personal listening standpoint, we all have our favorite shows, obviously. Brian, here's um, a guy that didn't, that started in high school. Pat Kelsey. Pat Kelsey. Short guy, right? Short guy, but he's, again, ripped. Got a lot of, fi- how old is he? He's probably in his 30s. 45. Um, 45, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. So, he uh, worked at Xavier, right, as an assistant. Wake and... Forest, associate head coach at Xavier. So he's got real, okay. Zach, real big East Zach, you have, you have expertise in scouting coaches like this. You did this freshman year a whole lot. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I looked through every We coach. haven't told this story on air yet. No, I don't think it's a story worth it. I, I did a lot of research into the... What was it? Big Sky and uh, <laughs> Big, Sky, Big Sky Conference. Big so Sky Winthrop, Conference coaches. So I know oddly and not about a lot about Winthrop because it's a running uh, DA show joke show that I listen to, and we'll get to the DA show in a couple minutes, but um, later on in the show. But Winthrop, they had they had a couple mid majors. They went on. twenty-three and one this year. Exactly, and Winthrop has for the last you know. 10, 15 years or so, been one of the best mid majors historically in America. So Pat Kelsey. If he's on Marquette's roster tomorrow as a head coach, sign me up. So those are the nine names I'll give you right now that we'll give you here at Games and Grub that if a name comes inside of that list, wouldn't be super, you know, or excuse me, if a name comes outside of that list, I'd be a little bit surprised. But obviously the dominoes are falling every day. We're only into day one of March Madness. Today's day two. We got games going on all day. So we'll get to it. Uh, so any other Wojo issues we want to address before we I, before we move on? I have to mention it was interesting that they fired him at the time they did, right before the <laughs> tournament starts, to kind of, I don't know if cover the headlines is the right word, but it's the opposite of what they did after the UNC game. They kind of covered it <laughs> up. With, they kind of covered it oh up with God. the NCAA tournament starting in like an hour after this big headline comes out, it, and then they're like throw it into the games. It's still got it's still got plenty of news. Same with Minnesota just fired uh, Patino. Yep. So I think it's just you want to you want to be able to watch all the coaches in the tournament that you might try to be hiring, unbiased. Yeah. Just start completely fresh as soon yep. as possible the longer we keep them on the longer we review last season the less time we have of building the new program <laughs> so let's get into 
some bigger March Madness storylines. And I want to start on a soft note. I just mentioned Utah State. They unfortunately took the loss last night to Texas Tech. And they have a player, Marco Anthony. Not Mark Anthony, like, like you know, J-Lo's old guy. Uh, shout out to A-Rod, too. Apparently, they're going through some stuff right now, too. So um, how about Marco Anthony, who wears number 44 for the Utah State Aggies, I believe? Uh, fun fact, Kobe McEwen went there before he came to Marquette. Um, so Marco Anthony, they're playing in the tournament championship game the day before the game before the NCAA tournament, and it was broadcast on CBS. Andrew Catalan, the Syracuse University alum, is doing the game. And you know, as a play-by-play announcer, these jobs are really hard. You got to have fun storylines about every player. And this was a real golden nugget, if you will, pun intended, about Marco Anthony. Let's play the clip that aired on air during the game about a certain sports and food type story about how he chose his jersey number. Let's play the clip. He wears jersey number 44. Now, when you go around college basketball, you you read the media guide, and a lot of players will wear the number their father wore or a lucky number, but that's not the case for Marco Anthony. He wears number 44 because he always liked the Wendy's four-for-four meal deals. And I asked him last night, I said, is that really true? Is that real? Like, did you just make that up? He said, how could I make something like that up? All right, this deserves, uh, this could deserve a whole show, but it's just my intro to the March Madness because this is, this is March Madness. It's madness. Marco Anthony wears number 44 at Utah State because he likes the Wendy's four for four meal deals. And this went viral after the clip from Andrew Catalan. Um, here, let's, let's do this real quick. All right, you create your own $4 meal by selecting an entree. <laughs> <laughs> Either junior bacon cheeseburger, junior cheeseburger, crispy chicken sandwich, or spicy crispy chicken sandwich. This then gets paired with a four-piece chicken nugget. I almost said McNugget. Small fry and a 16-ounce drink. That's taboo. I think everybody likes this four-for-four four deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's go get Wendy's after this. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to let him choose whatever. Dr- hey, if that's his inspiration, give it to him. But you have to wonder, and this was, again, uh, Actually, courtesy of the DA show, thank you, of the clip. You have to wonder, he's a great high school basketball player, clearly. The Wendy's 4 for 4 meal deal was only introduced, I believe it was two years ago. So, so how I bet he, he I bet his, his high school number? I bet his number was one for the, the McDonald's dollar menu. Thank you. Absolutely perfect. Right? It's got to be something like that. It has to be something right, now, like that. Now, why didn't we get someone asking him what his four, four for four is? Yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's the, a great. He's yes. a spicy chicken sandwich. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah, 100%. Give I us, guess we'll give have me, to give, we'll get give in touch your, with him. We'll try to we'll get, get in touch, in with, touch with, with Marco. His season's over right now. They just they just lost in the first round yesterday. Hey, man. It would have been so much better if they won today to come on air and say, this guy had a four for four. Real quick, do you have... Off the cuff, ready to go four for four every time you go, or you switch it up to Wendy's. Yes, I don't usually go to Wendy's. I had to look that up. I didn't know what was on it. I guess he he must you have, have a, his. You have kind of a smorgasbord of things to pick from. Um, I just realized, by the way, smorgasbord doesn't have an A at the end at the end of the board. It's just B O R D. I guess because it's what is it German origin? Interesting. Um, Who knows? Yeah, you learn something new every day there. <laughs> so four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. 
uh, there's two fours in that phone number, just like number 44. So uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well, uh, at GrubMUR. So a couple of big games yesterday. Obviously, Texas Tech taking down our boy Marco Anthony, number 44 in Utah State. But also Oral Roberts, the fellow Golden Eagles, just like Marquette, but not really, takes down Ohio State in overtime as a 15 seed, 75-72. This was the biggest game of the day yesterday. Ohio State, did you have them going far? Did you like them? Did you watch this game? Any takeaways? I watched the end of the game in Ohio State. So once it hit overtime, they actually had three chances at winning the game on three three three-point shots at the end of the game, and then two in overtime after getting their first rebound off their miss. Still lost it. They didn't have it in them. They didn't have the march in them because this is March. (laughs) Brian, this is March, and you got to be hitting those game winners. This is March, and I know our next caller will appreciate March. Caller, you're on the air. What's happening, Aiden? Uncle Chris, how are we doing? Uh, I guess I'm doing better than you guys are probably doing. I've been listening to your, uh, you know, all the stuff about Wojo. Yeah, do you have, you actually sent, so Uncle Chris actually sent me a note of sympathy yesterday uh, uh, saying sorry about Wojo. I know I said that to you when he sent it to me. I was a little confused. You should be telling us to celebrate. <laughs> Get out of the town. No. <laughs> It's never good when someone gets fired, guys. Don't don't you know? So, exactly. and I think um, I think that uh, Zach hit it on the head as to why he got fired. You guys are spending a lot of money. I, I'm actually shocked that you guys are in the top ten of spending uh, for the program, but that is your signature sport. And if there's no. Um, if there's no results, then you know you got to move on. So you know, fourteen million dollars is a lot of money to spend. So I don't think the I don't and I think the clowns that uh, had the truck driving around with the sign. I wonder how much basketball <laughs> those clowns actually know. That's that's what I said. Yeah. I think it's 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 the casual fans, but you can't. I'm not gonna knock them here. It's sit and knock them because not everybody's uh, yeah, as big a funny. fan. It's, you know what? I, I, what would, I wonder what those same people would do if they were not doing their job well and someone drove around with a sign saying, fire, you know, Joe Blow, right? <laughs> <laughs> with a, I mean, it's, it's fair. Working as an yeah, accountant down the street, you got to get your numbers up. And instead of making NCAA tournaments, you got to, you know, keep your books yeah. tighter. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing here, too, is that, you know, both. Our, you know, my team and your team last year had good teams and they were on decent runs. I wonder if COVID doesn't happen and they make the NCAA tournament and win a couple games, does he still have a job? He's Jack is shaking his head right now. The hypothetical. Yeah, that's a very hypothetical on our part. I think Providence possibly because you guys had a run at the end of the season. I, we were we were crashing. We were going down. There was yeah. no way we would win won a uh, game in the tournament. I don't know if you listened to... But if to- they got in... Even if they got in, which they probably would have, right? That would have been three tournaments in seven years. And yeah, that's not enough. That's not, yeah, yeah still right. not going to do it. It was yeah. funny, actually. I, I, got a, uh, <laughs> I got a listener submission from, uh, from Tom Hatton during our John Fanta interview last week. He wanted me to ask if he thinks Cooley stays around at PC. Do you have any thoughts on that? Cooley's going to stay, I think, especially now that Nate Watson is coming back for a fifth That's year. Huge. So That's I think, huge. Yeah, it's huge. And big. I think Nate 
is making a good choice because I think he needs a lot of uh, refinement in his game if he, if he even wants to play in Europe, um, let alone the NBA. I don't think he's wow. athletic enough for the NBA, but um, cool, he's going to stay. You know, he's got like an open-ended contract, so I don't think he's <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere soon. Um, and I don't think he'd be any of these jobs that are open right now, like in Indiana. I don't. I mean, he was supposedly looked at for Michigan. For Michigan um, job. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's you know he's a Providence guy. He grew up there. I, I think he's going to stay. But you know they'll if they don't have a good year. If David Duke comes back and Nate Watson comes back and they don't have a good year. And they've they've already had two guys in the transfer portal. Um, then people are going to start questioning him. Yeah, if the, if is that a possibility? If David Duke come, does come back, that vaults them into the one of the big best teams in Big East. I mean, he David Duke is uh, a near top tier Big East player already. So, yeah, I think he'll. I think he should come back because I don't think he's ready to play at the next level either. But um, I think your list of guys. Um, I'd be surprised if. Um, Archie Miller isn't getting a getting a look from you guys because he's um, you know he's a good coach he's he's been there he's coached big programs so I think he he's got a good look and I think some of those other guys from the mid majors like the Winthrop guy you know he's done real well too so maybe you get him a little cheaper yeah and I think that's what we know. need that's what we were thinking <laughs> uh, yesterday we were talking younger younger coach younger guy mid-major program build it up because we don't really have the money right now after paying out Wojo's contract to, I mean they're willing to spend money I guess but save yourself yeah. somewhere yeah you gotta actually the whole thing's gonna have to come I, I'd be I'd be shocked if that story about Wojo saying um, you know I'm, I have to keep my assistance and that kind of thing that, that doesn't make sense no one's that loyal, and if you are, you're dumb. It's a tough one. It's apparently <laughs> according to Jeff Goodman. So either, either way, real quick, yeah. you, uh, you watched uh, most of the games yesterday. I assume any big takeaways from day one or, or rolling into day two? I'm surprised uh, the Big Ten uh, got beat the way they did because I thought the Big Ten was really good, um, and I'm not surprised that the ACC teams are losing because the ACC stunk, stunk this year. <laughs> They did. They they just did. The ACC was not competitive, so I don't. I'm not surprised on that. Um, I am. We're all we're all in on Rutgers here in our house. Ah, that's since, true. Uh, we have, yeah, we have we have Rutgers Rutgers alum, so that's what we're uh, on board with. So Miss so Mrs. Uncle Chris is a Rutgers alum. So just for background, yeah. Um, so um, thank you, Auntie Diana. Um, yeah. But really, but really. Uh, at the end of the day, is your bracket busted? That's that's the biggest question already. Aiden, believe it or not, this is the first year in probably 50 years or Uh-oh. so that I actually did not put a bracket in. Wow. The upset yeah. of all upsets. This is March. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't do one this year. I've been kind of recovering from a little bit of a medical issue this right, week. So, right. uh, so I had to just uh, kind of keep it on the down low. Honestly, part of me... Part of me wishes that I had that side of just watching the games with no emphasis on brackets because you're worried about how many points you're getting, and it is kind of stressful. So um, it, it's tough to embrace sometimes. Who do you have winning at all? This is actually the first public time I'll say it. Uh, Iowa. Aiden and I both Iowa. have Iowa. Gonzaga. Yeah, so there you go. You got all their picks there from, from day one. Two Iowas, huh? It actually, 
we yeah. none of us collaborated on I I think I think it's kind of like it's almost like uh, you know I'm trying to make a comparison. Talking about your bracket before the tournament starts is really you know taboo. Can't really say much about it. So I kept all my picks to myself. Blah blah. Didn't didn't say anything. And then the bra- everyone you can see everyone's picks day one. And I realized I think you said it, Zach. We have like almost the same final we, four. We talk. We talk, Aiden. We we talk about <laughs> basketball. We have the same ideas and I they guess come that out in our it's, brackets. It's great minds think alike, I guess. Or or who's your final game then? Think alike. Uh, with Baylor. Same. Oh God. <laughs> so okay. if it and, comes down to what our is, pool, then we're what does screwed. Brian have? What does Brian have? Uh, Gonzaga and Gonzaga and, Gonzaga and somebody. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, it's it's just like the crock pot. You set it and forget it. Like I'm just gonna be done with my picks because it's useless. Right. Okay. Well, that's good a, luck. That's a really okay. good one. <laughs> there we go. Well, Uncle Chris, good luck with watching the tournament stress free. Go Rutgers. And yes. And we will hopefully see you soon or hear from you soon. Okay. All right. Have a good one, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you. Well, Aiden, you goes. made the crockpot. You made the crockpot reference. I'm, I'm thinking was... now we got to transition into the food game. What's your oh, What's boy. your best meal in a crockpot, Brian? You got one? You like putting vegetables in there and just let them sit, right? Just a big beef stew, yeah. yeah. And like only vegetables I like. So, <laughs> it's a no, what no. are the vegetables you don't like? <laughs> like, like no onions. Like I, sometimes people put like tomatoes. You don't like onions. Yeah, he's not an onion guy. You gotta, you gotta be light on the onions, or like just use onion powder. Um, I'm, I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna go to a food or a, or a meal that I think my mom made for us the first day that yeah, uh, yeah we yeah, got yeah. in. Uh, you shave chicken. You throw the taco seasoning in. You salsa. throw the salsa, and it's easy as pie. Real quick. Uh, pie day recap. It's almost your favorite day. Speaking of easiest pie, I had a great day on pie day. Just but coming up on three fourteen. Yeah, didn't miss the pie on pie day. Brian, did you happen to have a pie on pie day? The next day, I oh, came I'm... up from Chicago and I went to Apple Holler, which is on the in the middle of uh, Illinois and Wisconsin, where we are here in Milwaukee, and picked up a fresh apple pie. We had it that night. What do we think? And you had a little piece of it. it was I didn't good, actually. Right? No, you didn't. So. I didn't have any. No, you didn't. You, didn't. Pie. you were out. Oh, I brought the pie home. It's only right. It. It's only it right good. that you. It was really good. It's only right that you. And people criticize go me over the pie for having. You're the pie Non-vanilla concert. ice cream, with my apple pie. I I can really do is anything a, with it. Is that a real thing that people knock you about? Yeah. It can definitely only be had, vanilla ice cream. But I had the black cherry graters that I that we've talked about yep. on air with it, and it was wow, just a great great belated pie day overall. Real quick, do I mean, you have to? Is it like an unspoken rule, an unwritten rule? Like you know, you don't throw the mercy rule up in baseball or whatever. Is it an unwritten rule that you have to have vanilla ice cream with any pie? Is that right? I think you just can't be going like anything crazy. I mean, like the black cherry graters, but but that graters ice cream. I mean, that'd be good. Right? Being honest, yeah. that's that's pretty wild card of a flavor. That black cherry chocolate chip or black raspberry chocolate chip. Excuse me. Very good. How many uh, digits of pie can you guys go to? Nope. How many okay. digits? 3.14158. Oh, P.I. Uh, three. Uh, well, if you've seen the movie Night at the Museum, they do a little way to remember it. Um, 3.14159265. Ooh. <laughs> See? That's sports, food, and everything in between. 414-288-7091. Call us up on 
Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, Grub M U R. I feel like we need we need a we need a breather after that. Um, <laughs> Let's hit the break. 60 seconds. No commercials. We are back. This was actually a best of clip from last week with John Fanta. He goes over his coffee order. Zach grills him. And he got a real real belly laugh out of this, Zach. So we'll be back. 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. We saw it on a tweet. Coffee order. This is a venti iced mocha with whipped cream. Is that it? Is that the go-to? That was my order earlier this week. Has it amped up? You got three shots in it now? Yeah, exactly. It's amped up. It's only increased in electricity, <laughs> that's for sure. I do love the mocha. I'm a huge Starbucks mocha guy. During the winter months, I typically am drinking a, a warm mocha in the morning when I'm doing my hits and different things. That's what sparks me. But I love a vanilla iced latte, and I love uh, a vanilla sweet cream cold brew. You know, that, that those would be my, my couple of go-to drinks. Those would be my couple of picks. There's actually a, an espresso machine in the hotel that we are at uh, in the room. And so I right after I get off with you guys, I think I'm going to have a shot of espresso here to just, as if we didn't have to be amped up anymore, to just get amped up for the rest <laughs> of the day. Way to go, Bridget. This has been Games and Grubs. John Fan has got to be having like eight shots this morning of espresso because it's March. This is March. We this got some March. Big East games going on. John Fanta with the coverage. I think he's down in Indiana. He is. I believe. Oh, actually, now that I say it. Not sure. They uh, do so well masking wherever people are. I'm not these sure. Days. People yeah. can be broadcasting remotely, sure. and you'll have. He's no our idea. great friend, though. Shout out. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. Yeah. So shout out to John. I think. Uh, I can't tell if he's in the bubble or not. I don't believe he is. Just coming off uh, New York last week, he might be. He might be sitting at home. So, we're back. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. That's four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one on Twitter and Instagram as well at GrubMUR. And there was a lot of stories that we got to at the top of the show. We talked about Coach Wojo being fired. We're talking about March Madness, Uncle Chris's thoughts, all that fun stuff. And just real quick, before we come back from that break, I wanted to play that Fanta coffee order as part of our, our best of from last week. I think it's funny that People, the names, the names you put in to order a drink or order whatever it is, or even yesterday, I was in a fitting room, and they put your name on the whiteboard to go over yep. um, what it is or what what your name is, and my name's Aiden, obviously, and it's sometimes tough in a bustled coffee shop or a or a fitting room to tell someone what's your name and they got to put it down on the list or whatever so john fanta when he orders that venti iced mocha with whipped cream he he just says john and that's an easy name i actually tell me if i'm psycho here i've actually when people ask like can i have a name for the order i say tom because my middle name's thomas that's my dad's name and it's just easier for someone to put on the cup is that is what's that a your, weird? What's move? your name? Tom Smith. Tom, yeah, John, yeah, John the most Smith. Generic name. Rick, whatever it is. So I think I'm just gonna go with Tom for the foreseeable future. Uh, put him in as the starting quarterback there in terms of getting my uh, orders in at I Starbucks. I think I I might start saying Phil with an F. 
fill with an F. Just to like confuse them. You will bit. say like with yeah. an F. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Are they going to write fill with an F? F I L L. F I L L. Like fill, fill up my drink, please. F I L L. Yeah, go to the, go to the next pie place you want and order it as fill and see how you do. Um, give us your best order names on the phones or on Twitter and uh, we can we can pick the best one and dissect someone I remember someone did Lionel Messi and they wrote sucks under it I don't know what we were ordering <laughs> but I remember seeing that somewhere with one of my friends which was pretty funny at yeah. like the menu or like takeout oh so like at they start you see box. everyone oh that's funny yeah Lionel Messi sucks <laughs> alright NFL free agency let's do it oh if this gosh. wasn't if if March Madness and Wojo wasn't happening, this would lead the show because there was a lot of big moves in this week, and Brian is audibly excited. Uh, real quick, your your favorite move before we get into any one of them. Cam Newton to the Patriots. <laughs> no, uh, the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings, we got Patrick Peterson, nice cornerback veteran, help out our young guys a little bit. I'm excited we didn't have to break the bank. It's a one-year contract. Uh and also, Bears. 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 Andy Dalton. Bears is the biggest. Real biggest quick, this week. we got to we got to get into Andy Dalton on this, but Real we got to bring caller online. Bear down, caller. You're on the air. Hey guys, uh, this is Nick calling. I just want some. Uh, I have some college basketball thoughts regarding your Iowa takes. Yep. Go ahead. No, I'm just wondering what what are the takes? Why? Take this one for a sec. You know what? It kind of scares me because Uncle Chris kind of just just went over how the Big Ten wasn't as strong as as the, he thought they were going to be in this this year's tournament. I think he said ACC. ACC. And the Big Ten was. And the Big so. Ten. Well, okay, so he backs me up here. Big Ten, strong conference. Iowa coming out here, only eight losses in their season so far. Luca Garza having a spectacular year coming into the tournament. It's all about. Really, driving that one key player, book night could be it for UConn. So that's why I see them succeeded. Real quick for me, Iowa gives gives me so much confidence because of Luca Garza and his senior standing. We've always said in March Madness that the diaper dandies do not win in the tournaments, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, who recruit all freshmen. It's always senior leadership. And Luca Garza, besides just being one of the best players in the country, is a senior Iowa has played, has been battle-tested. I'm talking about battle-tested. They've played, top, they've played, I think, over 10 games of, of top 25 opponents. So they're tested. They're ready to go. All right, let's run through who they got. So Grand Canyon in the first round, and then moving on to the, the round of 32. Who do you have them playing? I believe it is – oh, Iowa, so you would have them playing – Let's Oregon. pull up the bracket right now. Oregon or VCU. Oregon. Dubs. Okay. Do you think they get through Oregon with ease? They get through Oregon with ease. Okay. I, I disagree there. Moving to the next one. Wow. So you got Iowa bouncing Kansas? in the second round. I don't even know if Kansas makes it makes it out of this USC Drake battle after they, they I take love care Drake, of let me tell you. After have, John Fanta's on Drake, Drake. I have Drake getting to that game. So you don't have them going through Oregon. If they can make it through Oregon, they get through Drake right into that Elite Eight. I think you guys have a good point for Iowa to get to Gonzaga. But they, to give it a point. they're but not beating Gonzaga. How are they going to beat Gonzaga? Uh-uh. They've actually, it's I funny. Pick, I pick is Texas out of the, out of the bottom. 
the scary bracket, the East bracket. Yep. And I don't see them beating Gonzaga, but I'm I'm taking the the contrarian side, as they say. It's it's always it's fine to be the contrarian in this point. Nick Passios joins us on air. I think for me, out of that East bracket, I do like Alabama. We talked about Nate Oates earlier, and I teased how long I have Alabama going. I do have them as a Final Four candidate because Nate Oates, after what he did at Buffalo and then coming to a program, like we said with Marquette, much more resources in the Crimson Tide. He's turned that football school into a basketball powerhouse this year. I like Alabama to uh, beat Colorado for a spot to the Final Four. I like Colorado. I like the Buffs over Michigan, and I like Alabama over Colorado to get to the Final Four. Nothing wrong with those. Just wanted to call in and uh, hear it takes. Nice work, and uh, congrats on the podcast rating. You guys are top-notch. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Couldn't it's because, do it without the listeners. Yeah, I couldn't do it without the callers. <laughs> and, and watch out for Texas. Got it. Yes, that's a lesson. That's the takeaway. Watch out for the Longhorns. Thanks for calling in. Awesome. All right, there he goes. Nick so Passios more, joining us this morning. It's almost like March just takes over. Like you can go into any topic and then it just resorts back to March Madness. The first two back days. Back to March, yeah. yeah. Hey, yep. March. First it's March. March. It's first this is March. Days, yeah. So we basically just gave away our East bracket, or at least I did. I like my Elite Eight was. Oh, my, Aiden, I don't know about that. My East bracket is Alabama over the Buffs of Colorado. That's probably the weirdest one I have. The, or no, the weird one I have is the Midwest region. UConn, man. You Cardiac like Kemba, book night. Oh my gosh, book it. Book them in the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, UConn. You do? Who are they? So UConn has actually played already. No, no they haven't. They, they got Maryland, Maryland today. I think they're gonna eat. eat yeah, That'll be easy. tough. No, mm-mm. Maryland is a battle-tested Big Ten team. Yeah, battle-tested bottom of the big, like not not a powerhouse Big Ten team. And then they got my boys Alabama next round potentially. Unless Iona has anything to say no, about it, Rick Patino. Patino, which we've talked about with Fanta, who's always you know he loves Rick Patino. Chance in the in the month of March. As much as I love Alabama, I wouldn't be surprised if Iona pulls it off today. Two 15 seeds in one tournament pulling off the number two upset. Uh, we almost needed Duke to be in this tournament just to lose to a to a 15 seed or something listen, like that. Listeners, listener submission. My dad writes in Rick Patino for for Marquette. Yeah, I mean, Brian. He's, he's going to get another big major job after Iona. It's just bound to happen, especially after making the tournament this year. As a, did you know Iona played fifteen league games? They were nine and they were nine and three, or excuse me, six and like nine and three or six. They only played like less than less than the required amount. A lot of uh, conference games. Less their than the COVID, required amount. Their COVID pause was 51 days long in between games. Okay. And they got put they got slotted as a result as a 9 seed in the MAC tournament I believe it is, Mid-Atlantic yep. Athletic. You know what another, another And they won the damn tournament. Devastating point of that is our coach or our former coach now that I say it, got <laughs> us through an entire season. Think about this. Got us through an entire season one of few colleges that got through an entire season without any covid issues and and protocol uh Reasons, yeah. Some call it luck. Some call it, you know, and, real. And could real. that have been a detriment to their season? Because other teams had more time practice or not practicing, but yeah. More what if time we just off? didn't play we didn't some play of the losses? Couple, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
crazy, crazy. crazy, hey, crazy I think year. Part, part of it is our budget helped us be able to have the players in the hotels yep. and yep. and have the required testing and all the PPE and all that. Oh. Uh, so thank you to the budget for helping us get through the season. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Chris writes in to a, as a response, I guess. Patino has stated he's not leaving Iona. Of course, he has said that before. Clown emoji. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Real quick, let's jump back to NFL free agency because yep. I know Brian gave his thoughts real quick on the Vikings, but also <laughs> the biggest move, I think, that's the Bears. shook the, the Midwest. Bears. The Bears miss out on Russell Wilson. The Seahawks saying they're not trading him, and they sign Andy Dalton. There's the never red. been a redheaded quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That's my only argument against is that a Andy stat? Dalton. Can that we go to like Pro Football Focus. It's a legitimate and check that? stat. I was watching this video a couple of years ago, and it went through like each why each team won't win the Super Bowl that year, <laughs> and it just like went one by one. And that was the one sentence they had for the Bengals was a redhead has never won the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. I don't think I've ever heard that one, but I I've heard him called the Red Rifle. Yes, which is <laughs> which is one of the greatest nicknames. It's a great for, nickname. For it really is quarterback in the NFL. Then they got rid of Khalil Mack, didn't they? Or do they still have him? No, they do. They they offered Khalil Mack. So the trade, apparently the trade package the Bears offered to Seattle for Russ was Khalil Mack, three first-rounders, Akeem Hicks. Oh, my Lord. And the Seahawks said no. What? So the Seahawks said they're not trading him at this time. It seems like Wilson still wants to stay in Seattle as much as he wants to throw his name around in the fun. So... Will it's Russell little... Wilson ever get traded? I don't think so this offseason. I think he'll stay in Seattle. It's dangerous for the Bears. Not, I mean, knowing that Dalton, knowing that this wasn't their first pick. I mean, come on. He he knows he's not as good as Russell Wilson. No, but you, you know, programs want to move in a certain direction. And them not insisting in, the, in their first move that Andy Dalton is that direction might leave a little. Nah, the other report starting Andy, the season. Andy Dalton's been around; he knows how the business works. Well, would he know? This was the report that came out surfaced yesterday, I believe, on Friday, that Andy Dalton was apparently reportedly guaranteed the starting job, and that's why he would sign in Chicago. Are the Bears that desperate to give Andy freaking Dalton guarantee that he would be the starter to sign the damn contract? Well, here's my thing with the Bears. As long as they have a quarterback that can be serviceable, their defense has shown that their defense is good enough. Just slightly have... above Mitch Trubisky. And, they need. and I think that's what Andy Dalton can be. So maybe they're on the right track, but I also don't think Mitch Trubisky's been the problem with the Bears. I think it has been Matt Nagy and his play calling, which he gave up, and then he might have taken it back. The play calling ability, but the Bears. I mean, it's a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's a real quick tough. The other two big teams that made moves are some some teams that are close to our hearts as Boston fans. Zach, the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks got back Shaquille Barrett, or is it? Yeah, Shaquille Barrett mm-hmm. on a one year deal, or not one year deal. I think they signed him to a greater extension. Moral of the story, they got Barrett back, which is their their big fish in the offseason. Um, they're getting Chris Godwin back, I believe. They franchise-tagged him. So I know there's been a lot of Odell rumors thrown out for Tampa. He's friends with Tom Brady. We'll see how that goes. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. And from a Patriots standpoint, 
uh, Brian just mentioned his favorite move was Cam Newton signing that one-year deal to come back to the Patriots, but they made a host of moves this week, most notably Matthew Judon, the uh, defensive lineman from Baltimore, and then they picked up the two top tight tight ends in the free agent market, Jonu Smith from Tennessee and Hunter Henry from L.A. from the Chargers. Two big moves on offense, and then that front seven is going to be loaded up with Dante Hightower coming back, although Patrick Chung just announced he's retiring uh, for the NFL after sitting out last year being a COVID opt-out, um, but best of luck to Chung. But just from a Patriots perspective, Zach, do you think that all these COVID, do you think the COVID opt-outs from this past year oh, it hurt coming back, does that make a big difference, plus all these free agents? Yeah, it definitely does. But I think the, the biggest, the Patrick Tung, Chung retiring could could be a big hit to the Patriots. And I think the, the opposite side of it, I think, is that Patriots, one of the big signings was Jalen Mills from Philadelphia, who is another defensive back. They've already loaded up with. And uh, how about this? The Patriots have the 15th pick in this year's draft. 15th first round pick. So so that's like a more recent time in in our lifetimes. The Patriots have a top, one of the top 20 picks in the draft. What do you think they're going to use that for? Where do you think they go? Do I think they use it on a quarterback? No. Do I hope they use it on a quarterback? Yes. I hope that, and if it's not a quarterback, then use it as capital to go after Sam Darnold or, heck, even Jimmy G because I des- I think I mentioned it on the same Deshaun airwaves last Watson. week. Or Deshaun Watson. Are our Deshaun Watson hopes dead? <laughs> Are they now that Theoretic- Theoretically, no. Uh, that came Newton side, you said? Yeah. No way. No way. Well, I think Deshaun's not playing for the Houston. I think I've said this before, but he's not playing for the Houston Texans next no year. Way. He'd rather sit out and no and, and wait it out. Then. I think the, the, bridge, the bridge is unfortunately burned there. If Deshaun Watson is in a Patriot uniform next year, I'd be absolutely shocked. But You said the, the same thing for Cam Newton? The math makes sense. The Patriots still, after their six or seven big moves, have a ton of cap space. And that cap hit on Deshaun Watson that first year of the contract wouldn't be very high. So there's a chance that, uh, you know, banking Bill Belichick goes after Deshaun Watson with all his money bags. Uh, Money bags Belichick, maybe that's a better one, Um, would go after him. I I still think it's right now kind of out of the realm of possibility. But you got Nick Casario in there as the Texans general manager. He's buddies with New England. He could make a deal with Belichick, but I don't think Casario, and and this has been reported these last few weeks through the tea leaves, that Casario does not want to be known as the GM who, in his first big move, trades to Sean Watson. And I think that that has real merit to it. 414-288-7091. 414-288-7091. On Twitter as well and Instagram. At Grub M-U-R. Real quick, before we hit the second break, best food we had this week. Who wants to go first? We uh, talked about it previously with the Shamrock Shake, and we still haven't made it to Dairy Queen with their Blizzard that's mint-flavored for St. Patrick's Day, but yes. we did get to Cops and had their offtake of the Shamrock Shake. Irish mint. Irish mint, very good. Very good. Probably the best thing I ate this week. <sighs> Uh, Merriment Social, my French dip sandwich, absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for that. I I literally 
I got like the horseradish aioli on the side because I didn't know if I was gonna like it, <laughs> and I kind of dipped a little bit. I had like a fry with it, and then I just poured it on my sandwich. I and think they had the beef au jus to dip the sandwich into. Oh, it was au jus. It was just oh, it was my type of sandwich. That's J U S for the boys and girls back home. Um, and then real quick for me, I think we're actually gonna have a repeat champion. I'm going to go with the shake from Cops as well because it was just that good. Irish Mint, we've been teasing it, I think, for weeks on air, and that was a big uh, place to get to and a, and a box to check off of. And now that St. Patrick's Day is done and those those mint things are kind of moving away, I guess we get them till the end of the month, right? Most, end of the most month. Of the deals. So all of March. All of March. Hey, it's because March. This is March. This is this March. This is March. We go to break saying this is March like we always do. Pay specific attention to this rejoin because we're gonna come back and I wanna talk I wanna touch on it real quick for you know ninety seconds, not not too much time on it, but it was a big moment for games and grub being mentioned on national radio. That's right. Listen up to the break. We'll be right back. No commercials. I don't need to do that because one of our listeners is doing that for you. Aiden Hatton is a loyalty alien, and he has written a full piece, a long column, about the top 10 puns from the DA Show's 2021. Pete, cue the music. Is very good. And what you're learning here in his captions of Aiden's, he should be writing the NBA columns of CBSSportsRadio.com, yep. not yep. Dave Shepard. That's exactly right. I should have Aiden ghostwrite Radioactivity, my column for the website, or he should ghostwrite for you your column, Up the Gut, because oh, he's I better, like that. a better I like writer that. than I, both of us. I could hire a new Up the Gut writer. I could just give him the content. That would make my job even easier. Then maybe I have more time for swing or miss. Way to go, Bridget. <laughs> well, we, I love this headline, and what I love the absolute most is that he's tracked your puns of the lazy DA, <laughs> the birth DA. It's almost like Aiden has been on the rooftop with us for how many of your big days? Yep. Way to go, Bridget. That was a bad flip, and it should be noted. Aiden did this as a school project, which means your headlines as you're sitting there patting yourself on your back, the evolution of swing or a miss actually got somebody graded work at a college university. And it's the best thing we've actually read written by anybody is involved with the show in quite some time, which that whole if you think about that at its origin is incredible. DA. Aiden is a junior business and digital media student at Marquette. And so if you're looking for. A young hire a year from now when he graduates could do worse than D. Alien Aiden Hatton. This was absolutely phenomenal. He's got a radio show on the Marquette radio station called Games and Grub, which is right after. This is why he connects with the show so much. He likes sports and food mm -hmm. and wordplay, clearly. And so excellent stuff yeah. from Aiden Loyal D. Alien. That's what I mean. Punch it above his weight yeah. right there. And we know that CBS Sports Radio can do worse than Aiden as far as hires. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All Aiden has to do is show up with minimum of four hours sleep, and he would do better than Shep on the board right now. <laughs> well, he definitely does that. And you do have to wonder, if an Aiden never got hired, does Connor Green become old news? Does suddenly have the new prospect come in? <laughs> yeah, so basically Connor is like Josh Rosen, and we just push him to the side, and then Aiden is like Kyler Murray. Sorry, we're just going first-round pick after first-round right. pick. 
It could be around. more of a, a Drew Brees, Philip Rivers situation after a couple of years, and then Connor has to go somewhere, have a Hall of Fame career, and we get stuck with the guy winning no Super Bowls. But anything is on the table with Aiden. <laughs> Way to go, Bridget. Anything's on the table. Is Aiden just got related to Philip Rivers. Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray, actually. Am I? Which one am I? Because that one. You know what? It also brings up, we are talking about coaches moving places. They're trying to poach Aiden from Games and Grub, Brian. Who, who would produce this oh, show no, if no, they no, poached no, no, him? Oh, no, 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 no. That would not huh? be. No, 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 no. I would negotiate in the contract. No, no, no. I would negotiate in the contract that Games and Grub rights would stay here. Uh, that would not. E- e- or would. Well, what if, no, no, no. What no, if no. CB games Sports and, Radio picked up Games and Grub? Games and Grub <laughs> rights will stay wherever we're going to make the most money. It's about getting yeah, the that's bag. True. Hey, that's man, true. it's a business. It is a bit, just like Wojo, it's a business. So, uh, real quick, Zach's got to take off real quick. Any final thoughts before we. And before congratulations you sign off? on being. Uh, being mentioned on CBS radio, national radio by the DA show. Big moves. If you get a chance, go on to AidenTHatton.com oh, and read his up. blog. He's got a great, great blog. And, and you can also catch that clip on the DA show from St. Patrick's Day at 2330 on the uh, time. On the time. So I, I put a YouTube video out there at Aiden Hatton so you can go watch the full clip there. I'll give, I'll give a quick background. Um, Zach, actually, we took actually the same class. All this national mention for Games and Grub uh, is thanks to a man named Brian Spade, who is a professor at the marketing department and the digital marketing class we had to do. Had to write an article. Long story short, it was a funny thing that I wanted to have fun with that I (laughs) am getting a grade for. I don't know what the grade is, uh, but we'll see how it goes. But that article was all written for a class and i jokingly you know tweeted at the show and they ended up running with it so thank you da thank you mirage thank you bogish and uh we will again potentially cbs sports radio picking up games grub even if we're on from you know 2 30 to 4 in the morning i'll take that national you know 150 150 plus affiliates nationwide so i guess i got compared to either philip rivers or kyler murray which one is which who knows uh thankfully neither of those guys are in the nfl free agency world so we're coming up on the end of our show call us up at 414-288-7091 that's 414-288 seven zero nine one or on twitter and instagram as well grub mur that's at grub mur let's get to some weird a weird sport that not a lot of people sometimes enjoy um but it's one that has made topical headlines and a certain figure from that sport has made topical headlines let's get to golf and let's get to bryson DeChambeau, who i know brian is a huge fan of right brian <laughs> he just, he's the lamest golfer out there, man. I, 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 there's nothing. There's no other way to put it. So this was the perfect games and grub story. Bryson DeChambeau is known as the scientist around the golf landscape, and he has been apparently working with a dietitian to alter his uh, eating habits, and apparently that dietitian. You'll see him on the greens, reading the greens in a scientific way, but he's doing that with his diet nowadays too. So the perfect sports and food type story. And yes, golf is a sport. Um, so late January, Deschambeau told Sean Zach of Golf.com, that's Z-A-K is his last name, it's a fun name, 
he led Sean Zach to reveal that DeChambeau told him he was working with a new dietitian to measure his chew rate. Bro, it's too me- it's too measured. His golf, his his <laughs> eating, it's too measured. Chew your food if you sw- if you're swallowing big chunks, chew it a little more. If it's like liquid, chew it a little less. Do you want to I'll give you a shot. Do you want to even try to define chew rate? Uh number of bites per minute. That sounds about right. It, Sean Zach writes that it's the efficiency by which he was breaking down food, was taking photos of everything he ate. Uh, I offered him a donut. He ate it. It was a standard glazed, FYI. So Sean Zach, really just the hard-hitting content here for Games and Grub. I appreciate it. But just another twist in the story of his fitness journey. He looks like he's dropped about 20 pounds, um, really losing weight in the past. But... He, he he's got some odd habits and he's been a, he's been accused for slow play we actually talked about um, him a couple of years ago on the airwaves about him disturbing the golf community and at this point it see, it seems he's getting scientifical with everything so would you would you measure if you were a professional athlete would you go as far as to measure your chew rate Brian no and he, here's the thing whenever people want to measure every little second of their life, Every little, you know, some some people in sports do that. It's a, he's not the only person to do that. Look at the people that win championships. You look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods wasn't measuring every like little second of his his chew. He went out there. He played golf. He played golf a lot. And he got really good at golf. It's, it's not about it's not about measuring everything. It's about having the mentality of a winner. I mean, you you follow the uh, Trevor Trevor Moad. Moab? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about the mentality. Exactly. Measure your mind. Don't measure your, don't measure your golf play and your two rate. Yeah. I don't know. It, I just think if if he's if this is his effort to try to be the best golfer out there, it's an effort. But I feel like he's putting it in the wrong the wrong areas. It's a great point you bring up about just the the analytics of of eating and how it's evolved and how DeChambeau has picked it up. I wanted to take this chance to kind of have have an open forum, a discussion about what potential, because chew rate is a stat that I feel like could be on pro food focus if there was such a thing. And TFF. What other what other abbreviate? I come I I've come up with a couple to kind of help us brainstorm these last few minutes of the show. Food statistics that could be. Coming to a nutrition facts box near you. Triple B, brownies before breakfast. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Like desserts after dinner. You got to watch your dad's before you hit the pillow every night. How about CPB, chews per burger? We mentioned that about chew rate. How many how many bites, bites does it take to wolf down a whole you know quarter pounder from McDonald's? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> how about... <laughs> how about milkshakes per day mpd no milwaukee police you just gotta watch your milkshakes per day how about uh this was a this was a nod to the da show calories after burp so apparently first time you're uh you gotta watch your cabs you don't halt down your cabs in new york you halt your cabs after your burps so there's so many ways to go apparently when you apparently somebody educated one of the voices on the show that if you burp that means you're full that's scientifically not true um so it's unfortunate that 
you actually don't have to watch your calories after burp. But brownies before breakfast, that could be extended to bakery items before breakfast, yeah, I think. Anything. I, I love it. Although, actually, a lot of breakfast items are bakery now that we say it. Yeah. Right? You're a big you're a big bakery for breakfast guy, pie for oh, yeah. breakfast, right? Brownies, whatever it is. Well, brownies if they're like leftover from the night before. Leftovers. Just like yeah. have one of them before like when you're so hungry. But like you're like your eggs are on the stove, but you're so hungry, you just need one quick thing. You got that tray of brownies <laughs> with the with the saran wrap over it. There, there's nothing you can do but dig in. I I just just the way it is. It's <laughs> the way it is. And I think some people who can't accept the way it is these days, as we move on to our next story, are Indiana basketball fans. And that's because Brad Stevens, that's right, the head coach of my Boston Celtics, wants to keep or or has to keep answering questions about, is he taking this IU job, which we just mentioned earlier, uh, Archie Miller has been taking the place of. He, He was fired from the job. So Brad Stevens, being the former coach at Butler, and just being an Indiana guy. Is he an Indiana guy, though? Um, well, he looks... He, it, the joke is that he could be uh, Pete Buttigieg's brother, right? Because they look pretty much... Uh, go go look at Google and see what I'm saying. Uh, all the fun memes about Brad Stevens and Pete Buttigieg, they do look a lot alike. And it's just ironic that Pete Buttigieg lives in Indiana as well. Um, do, do you do, have it in front of you? They do look just alike. Holy <laughs> moly. It is freakish. Whoa. I am telling you. Um, but we're going to play the sound that Brad Stevens says he's not leaving for Indiana. He first uh, joined Zolak and Bertrand on 985 The Sports Hub this week in his weekly interview and said, I am not leaving Boston to, to go coach Indiana. Leaving. And I'm he not got. Leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not. I'm not freaking leaving. Leaving. <laughs> That's what uh, uh, Jordan Belfort said. You can go watch that for the profanity in Wolf of Wall Street. But Brad Stevens says, I'm not leaving. And he gets asked about it again by our main man, Jeff Goodman, who we've talked about this whole morning, it feels like, college basketball and basketball writer for He's all over um, the stadium. Place. He is a Boston guy, so I guess he was in on this Brad Stevens press conference from yesterday. And Goodman asks him about it again. Are you going to leave for Indiana? And Brad Stevens, with an all-time classic response as an answer, let's play the clip. But I'm not a kid anymore. I'm, I'm a 44-year-old mass hole. I, swir- I, I swerve around others on the, when I'm driving. I eat Dunkin' Donuts and I root for the Patriots. I mean, come on. You're just giving me a story right now. So You're just feeding it so into my hand. If he were to get released by the Celtics, he'd stay in Massachusetts is what he's saying. Go I mean, coach he's BC. He's I probably, mean, yeah, it's hard to put him not, in the corner. Yeah, he's not on the hot seat. He's, is he? he's put, I don't think so. I Some think fans a are lot calling fans. for it. And Danny Ainge has had as well because the Celtics have been disappointing this year, but I don't think they'll it's a end tough, up letting It's a tough go. year to play. Usually you have TD Garden to come home to every 40 one games a year and now you have exactly. an empty TD Garden. Well, so. you want to say the same thing about Pfizer Forum and Mojo? <laughs> I just put you in a corner there. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like in the NBA, especially with like the fan bases, it's... Yeah, it's a whole different... Oh. Whole different animal for sure. Yeah. Um, did you hear Pfizer Forum? We got we got a new player to play for the Bucks now. <laughs> it was, don't tell me... Um, so they traded DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson for um, 
PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. He's, he's good. Got a great shoe game. Yeah, too. he'll have the those corner threes. I think he the playoff push. They think they can win the championship every year. We'll see if he can help them out. What do you think? Who who's coming out of the East? The Nets. <sighs> most most likely Brooklyn because they're getting seems like they're gelling more and more. I know that the 76ers were at the top for most of the beginning of the year, but once the Nets got hardened and started to slowly gel, it seems like it's them. Yeah, barring an injury, it's, it's going to be the Brooklyn Let's Nets. get to the rest. Like. West real quick. Your boys at the Minnesota Timberwolves took down the Suns. We went, we went one for one against them. Your stock is at an all-time high right now. Uh, long-term rates are projected to be pretty high for us. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited we got a new coach. Because I thought like we had good players and we just like weren't playing well, and now we got new coach, new culture starting to build in. It seems like they're showing up to work instead of just showing up to lose a basketball game. <laughs> they're showing up to work. They're showing up to do their job, and uh, it's it's good to watch. You know, diehard Timberwolves fan. It's not a uh, it's not always an easy easy task. <laughs> well, very rarely is it a uh, is it a winning task. <laughs> it's an it's been a tough task. Just as basketball fans for us too this week because of March Madness getting our brackets in, being sweating out every game, and then from a Marquette perspective, losing our coach this week. I think my bracket got busted game one, so I kind of stopped caring. <laughs> really? Yeah. So did you have Ohio State going pretty far? I think I had them going to like the Elite Eight. Ah, good. Do you remember your Final Four off the top of your head? No, I do not. I believe... So I might as well say it. We talked about brackets enough. I got Gonzaga and Iowa, and then I've got Alabama. And then I have Baylor and then Oklahoma State coming out of Kate the Midwest region. So really? I'm going against my own rule because He's I... A freshman. I, yeah, I, I just said I'm breaking my own rule because I usually love seniority in the NCAA tournament. That's why Villanova and these, these well, senior teams you win. you click on like the info for the matchups... And it doesn't give you like num like I need the website to give me the number of seniors, uh, yeah. How many transfer players they had this past year? I need like real metrics. If you're li- if you're listening to like the tournament challenge paragraph that they write about every team, you're just I don't know. Some of them are right, some of them aren't. I'll yeah. say that. It's That's tough. tough. It's tough. But I'm breaking my own rule. I like Oklahoma State to get to the Final Four, and then I like. Um, Baylor getting out of the right side, Iowa left side, and Iowa is my champion. So I'm looking forward to having egg on my face in, you know, who knows, maybe by the end of the day today. So enjoy March. Any final thoughts as we sign off? We got today, tomorrow, and the next day. Basketball, basketball, basketball. Again. Sit back. Again. Kick your feet up. Again. Enjoy it. March Madness only comes once a year, and... Last year we didn't have it. This year we do. So let's be extra grateful. Extra, extra grateful. And I'm grateful for you listening this morning. And real quick, last question before we sign off. What month is it? March. This is March. Have a great weekend, everybody. I don't gotta say what's up to you. I don't gotta say hey. Now I don't gotta act like I'm with you. I'm already paid. And if you talk, then it's up with you. And that's where it's gonna stay. Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I'm with you. Cause I'm already paid. <laughs> cause I got you now in love.
looking ugly. Cause I got your now in love with me. She's in love. Now I'm in this now. It's getting ugly. Yeah. I'm getting money by the millions every month. My bro just told me that he's good. He made a killing off the run. So